Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, like Pastor Chris said, um, just wanted to encourage everyone around next weekend, Mother's Day. We, we do everything we can at our church to make the special day special. And so believing for a great Mother's Day, a colonial church. And so why don't you bring your mom, your grandma, mums in your world. But let's also celebrate spiritual mums too, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, but I do want to say this as well. Sometimes a day like Mother's Day can be hard, can be, you know, can, can be a sad day. And um, we really want to take the opportunity to minister to, to those mums and to those people as well. And so maybe this coming Mother's Day could, could, although it could be a hard day, we're believing it's going to be a day of healing as well. And so that's another reason to, to invite mums to church. And there is a rumor going around that my wife is bringing the word next weekend. So just saying, why don't you guys get excited when I'm preaching like that? Can we talk about that for a moment? Okay, awesome, good, good. One person is excited. Okay, awesome. Well, if you brought your Bibles, open with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And if you're really spiritual this morning, if you're feeling like, man, I'm just going to new depths of spirituality, Romans chapter 12. Romans 12. Psalm 23 is an amazing... Scripture, passage of Scripture. And um, I recently took on the endeavor, I believe that when it comes to the next generation, our own kids, we have to be the leaders in our homes of teaching our children. It's a different message for a different day. But, sorry, I'm just organizing the 400 things I have on my pulpit right here. Um, but I took, upon, I t- took it upon myself to start teaching my sons Psalm 23. And... This is what I know about life, is that there are twists and there are turns, and there are ups and there are downs, and it's not always easy. Like I say, it's not always peaches and cream. And Psalm 23, I just know if I can get it, see it into the spirit of my children, can bless their whole lives, and I believe it can be a blessing to you as well. So we're going to read it this morning. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we center around it. We choose today, Lord, to allow your word to be our foundation. Father, we don't want to build on anything else. We don't want to go any other way. We don't want to do any other thing. Lord, we choose to build our lives on you. So build our lives, Lord. 
And Father, I pray that you would minister this message into people's hearts and that you would help me move out of the way so you can speak directly to people. Father, I thank you that, that you care about every aspect of who we are, including our minds. And so, Father, I thank you that you're going to work in people's lives right now and you're going to change people, heal people, bless people. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of the message this morning as we finish our series healthy is this. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? We're talking about all things healthy. I love that in the word health is the word heal. We're talking about healthy rest, how you need a break. For some of you, Sabbath needs to become a rhythm in your life. You need to start to take up that challenge that I believe exists in, 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 in creation that we see that God rested and God, God worked, but He rested and we begin from a place of rest. So we talked about rest, we talked about health, how work is good and it's good for me. And then we talked about healthy bodies last week that I don't just live in and have a body, but God has given me a body. He's given me a body and it's a gift. But today I want to talk about what's on your mind. I want to talk about mental health. There are basically four tanks in our lives. There's the body tank, the physical body. There's the heart tank. This is the emotional tank of our lives. The, uh, our heart, our emotions, um, things we feel at a heart level. There's the soul tank. This is the spiritual side of our lives. And all these connect body, soul, and spirit. And the truth is that all of these tanks can get depleted in life. They can, they can lose um, the energy and the... The, the, maybe the, you know, the sustenance, the, the vitality can decrease as we go through life and we do certain things. And the physical tank is obvious that we go through work hard. Maybe you spend a day working outside and you come inside and you're like, you're, you feel depleted. You've used what, is, what was in that tank. Now I want you to think about this. It's exactly the same with the mental tank, the tank of the mind, that there are times when we get depleted mentally. Have you ever felt weighed down? In your mind, you ever felt like pinned down? You felt like you just haven't got any space anymore mentally for certain things? I know I have. And there have been times where I've had to address the tank of my mind, my mental tank. There are four tanks that we are constantly working with in life. And I want to talk about the mental tank today. If we're not careful, we can overuse it. It can become dangerously low and it can become harmful. It seemed like if you go back 50 years, no one was talking about mental health. Stress, the term stress, the diagnosis of stress really only came about in this country around 1950. The word stress really wasn't coined, I think it was in the 30s. And I even remember myself, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, represent Grew up in the 90s. It was a good time to grow up. But I remember growing up and never hearing about mental health. I, I just was thinking about it this week as I was writing this message. I, I went back to my, in my mind, I went back to my upbringing, went back to my childhood, went back to elementary school and high school. I cannot remember one instance, one person, I couldn't put one face 
I couldn't find one face in my mind of someone that I knew of that struggled in this area. It's, it's relatively new. Um, I even remembered a, a co-worker as I started my journey, you know, as a, as a young professional in business, I remember just hearing someone say that one time, they were talking about someone that was dealing with, a, with a, a nervous breakdown, a mental issue, and they said this, they said, the mind is extremely fragile and can be shattered into a thousand pieces. But what I've learned is that whilst the mind is fragile and does need to be taken care of, and there is a mental state that you need to be aware of in your own life, and that yes, there can be breakdowns, and yes, that your mind it can feel like can shatter into a thousand pieces. This is what I do know. Now that I know Jesus is God can heal your mind. God can put back together because we serve a God who puts things back together to a better place than they were before. This is the God we serve. So I want to talk today about these things. But let's just look at the landscape. And by the way, when I'm talking about mental illness, uh, some, of the, some of the things I'm talking about, anxiety disorders, um, ADHD, bipolar, depression, eating disorders, OCD, post-traumatic stress, psychosis, schizophrenia is in this group. So I'm talking about those things. Um, but let's, let's just understand the landscape. Some things we've got to understand that this is the landscape, okay? I don't want us ever as a church to stick our heads in the ground. I don't want, uh, it, just, it, it, it pains me to think that the church would ever do that. Because the church is the answer to the world. Because the church carries the name of Jesus. So we've got to understand this is where we're at. This is what's going on. But there's hope. So let's just start with where we're at right now. One in five U.S. adults right now experience mental illness each year. One in five. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. Now let's go to young people. One in six U.S. youth aged 6 to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. One in six. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14. It's important that we talk about this. It's important that we support each other in this. But most of all, that we are together looking to God for the answers and the help because He is where our help comes from. But I felt like the Lord just was opening some things up to me this week and as I was preparing and I was asking Him, I was, I was just like, what, what, what are we dealing with right now? Like, what, 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 what is happening right now? And I feel like he put this on my heart. It's, there's, there's a mixed drink that's being served up in our culture that has certain ingredients right now. And at different eras, at different times, there's different culture cocktails that get served up. But I just, I feel like there's three ingredients that, that are in this mix right now that's being served up to culture. And if we're not careful, it can just land in us. The first is in this, in this mix is stress. We live in a stress, a fast-paced, stressful society. It just is what it is. Um, you know, there used to be a time where if you wanted to talk to me, you would call a number and there would be a thing that was fixed to a wall. <laughs> and, and if you, you were really, really like, advanced, then on that device that was fixed to a wall in someone's house, you could leave a message. 
And it was only when I got to my house or got to that place, maybe my office, that I might get that message. And then I might decide to call you back. I might not. That's up to me. But now, it doesn't work like that anymore. It's, it's, if you have this in your pocket, you can be reached at any time. The society we live in is just sped up. Everything's happening at a... People get mad if you don't text back within a minute. You can tell I've had some of those conversations. But this is the culture cocktail. Stress. There's a lack of sleep as part of that. Studies show that compared with 100 years ago, humanity gets one hour less of sleep on average. Okay, we're getting less sleep. Um, something else that's in this cocktail is social media. Uh, I don't know where to start, but comparison and, and self-esteem, and you can add into that the amount of screen time. Okay, that's part of the, the mix. And then the other one is isolation. I feel like the Lord said that to me. He's like, people are isolated. Isn't it interesting that at this time, with technology, we're being told that we're more connected than we've ever been? It's just amazing how connected, oh, you're so connected. Yet if you see the statistics, people feel more isolated than they ever have. This is in the culture cocktail. This is what we're dealing with right now. This is what exists. And then you add that to what people already face in life normally. You might be in here today, you might be facing financial pressure. You might be in here today and you might be facing pressure relationally in a marriage or with your children. That exists anyway. But then you add everything else in and you can see what the issue is. This is, why, what, this is what Paul said in Romans 12 verse 2. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, listen to it, by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. He says, do not be conformed to this world. That's for today as well. Let's not be conformed by what culture says we should or shouldn't do. But let's by testing through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. This is a good message already. I can tell. We're five minutes in. Let's test in our lives through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God. What is God's will? Let's not allow culture to tell us. Let's not allow what so-and-so says, what some college professor says, what anyone says. Let's let God decide what's good for us. And let's take a hold of our lives. And I believe we can do it in the church. And I believe we can do it personally as well. So this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May. Uh, we want to lead the conversation. So we as a church have actually um, stepped out. We've gone and um, we've, we've bought some resources that we want to make available in the storehouse. Um, so I've got some of, the, some of them here. But um, Dr. Henry Cloud is an amazing um, resource for us as a church, for me personally, for Jill and I. Uh, he's written amazing books on the mind, um, you know, the brain and, and some amazing things when it comes to our lives. So this is one book, Boundaries. We've got that in the storehouse. Another one by Peter Scazzaro uh, is an amazing guy who wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, and this book is incredible. And so we've got that available. And then another one that says Changes That Heal, um, Four Practical Steps to a Happier, Healthier You. So we've got those in the storehouse. And then we also made up this card that has on it, we want you to grab it at the in the lobby as you head out, but it's got... 
um, uh, some help for you. Okay, so if this is something that you're interested in, this is something that, you know, mental health, uh, you've got someone in your world, maybe you're struggling, we want you to pick up this card. It's got books, it's got apps, um, Dwell app, Pray app, Pause app. Uh, we've got pastoral care email on there. We've got local counseling resources, names and numbers for you to actually reach out to people, call some people, and we've got organizations as well. And so we as the church want to lead the conversation, okay? And so let's do everything we can to help people. It's the whole goal of the church is to help people because we are helped and we have the help that people need, answers that are found in Christ, in Jesus' name. So there's some of the resources, but if you're in here today and you're struggling with this, I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that you're not on your own. You're not battling this out on your own. You don't have to do this by yourself. But you have Jesus, but you have an army of people. You have Jesus and you have the body of Christ that are here to help you. And so we want you to know that. Don't feel any shame about coming forward um, to one of our team. Don't, come, don't feel any shame by reaching out to a dinner party leader, um, someone in your world. Let someone know and let us um, help you and walk with you. That's our posture as a church. That's what we're believing for, that through that, you'll experience healing um, in your mental health. But I want to take a moment just before I get into some practical things about mental health. I want to talk about how the mind works. And I really believe this might help some people because have you ever had a crazy thought? Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> you ever had a thought and it's like, where did that come from? You think something like just so weird and just so wrong and it just came in. See, this is the, the, the power that God has given us in our own lives. But the mind and the brain is, and what happens in our thoughts is this, is we think something. Something comes in, we think it, okay? We think it, and then what happens is, if we don't treat it, it can become an emotion. That thought then becomes an emotion, or another way of saying it, a feeling. And what happens is, if we don't deal with it, that feeling can start to make its way down to the heart level. And then it goes further, if we really allow it to get involved in our lives at a heart level, can become a deeply held conviction that started at a thought. And if we're not careful, that deeply held conviction can then become a mindset, can become a way of thinking, can become the way that we just choose now to see life because that's what we think. This is a mindset. Paul said in Colossians 3 verse 10, he says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. He says, set your mind, your mind set. How is your mind set right now? Because I believe that we have the power, we have the ability to control how we think. The devil gets a stronghold in our lives through our words. We leave open doors through our words and often our thoughts if they're, if they're left untreated. And the devil has an absolute field day with an untrained biblical mind. He has a field day with people that don't understand this. And Paul over and over tells the early church, he says, stay unified in mind. Stay together in 
mind because together we can have the mind of Christ armed with the scriptures to be able to determine how we're supposed to move through life. I'll show you one example, 1 Corinthians 2.16, For who has understood the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You can think like Jesus did. You can actually take the thoughts that come in and treat them. Treat them with the blood of Jesus. Treat them with the cross of Jesus Christ. Treat them with the resurrection power that now lives in. You can treat that thought and you can make it obedient to Christ. You talk about what's on my mind. Yeah, I might not be able to control what comes in. And by the way, sometimes what comes in is based on how, how low I feel maybe in my energy. You ever notice that? The, the, you ever heard that, that? I notice this with my children. They're tired and emotional. And I think we as mature adults can say we can get a little tired and emotional as well. But I know sometimes when I'm tired, I just start thinking some weird stuff. It's like, man, I, I know what you're saying, Lord. I need to take a nap. And I need to read my Bible in Jesus' name. But here's the point. My feelings shouldn't lead me. God's Spirit in me should. I'd love it if you could write this thought down. I pray this would help you so much. Thoughts and feelings come and go. But God's Spirit always leads me higher. See, thoughts and feelings, they come and go. And this is why, young people, you should never be led by your feelings in life. It doesn't matter where you get to. Don't be led by your thoughts and your feelings. Be led by the Spirit of God. Allow God's Spirit to lead you because He will always lead you to a higher place, not a lower place. But our thoughts and feelings, man, it's just, it's Russian roulette. 50-50. Who knows where we'll end up. Thoughts and feelings, they come, they go, but God's Spirit is always here to help us. And the goal is this, to take that thought, the way that you think in that moment, before it becomes an emotion, Apply it to the truth of the word. Apply it to the cross of Jesus. And so I want to just take a moment now just to give us some practical strategies on how we can achieve some mental health in our lives. And, and, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not, like a, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in this. I'm a pastor passing on a message today. But I do believe there are some practical things that we can do that, that will help us move through life and have some mental health and to find some healing. And this is going to take some seeking as well. This is going to take some, some, some seeking and finding some things. And some of these things you might already do. And that's great. But some of these things you're like, actually, I should probably do that. Or I need to change some things so I can do some of those things. But we're going to start the right way. And I want to say this, we need to seek God. Do you pray for your mental health? Because isn't it interesting that the enemy has a great way of trying to, to get us to disconnect that part of our health? Yeah. That, that, that somehow, again, we can think that God can't heal us in this way. That, that, that God can't bring about deliverance. But He can. He can heal all of us. And He wants to heal all of us. So we're going to seek God first. Let me ask you, do you pray? Do you read the Word? Um, do you choose to seek God on a regular basis. This is why spending time with the Lord first time in the morning is so powerful because it sets the tone for the day. But let me just 
take it a little bit further. Do you know it sets your mental state for the day? See, see, isn't it interesting we don't say that? We say all the other things, but we don't say, this actually helps my mental health. Like it's some lower form of spirituality. It's not. God cares about the whole thing. But when we seek God, we're doing the things that it says in Psalm 23 that David talked about. Mentally, God leads me beside still waters in the morning when I go and spend time with Him. Seek God. The next thing we can do, we can seek out people. Um, I once heard a person say this, and it's so true. They were talking to, to someone that, that felt like they were struggling, and they said this, I don't think you need counseling. I feel like you need community. People help us along the way with our mind and our thinking and our thoughts, and iron sharpens iron, and we need to be around people. You need to seek out people. You need to seek out your people. There were 12 tribes of Israel that made up Israel. Today, the church is made up of people, but within the church, there is smaller community. There are your people here that you maybe just haven't found them yet, but you maybe need to seek them out, go on a journey. It might start with one person. It might start with a couple. It might start with with some people, some friends, but pray and seek out people because they will help you in life. They will provide words of life. They will point you to Christ. The the major reason that marriage was created, apart from procreation and multiplication, all that sort of stuff, was so that man wouldn't be alone. That's what God saw and he took care of it. We often ask ourselves in a crisis situation here at our church, if if we, we come across someone that's in a crisis situation, one of the questions I will normally ask the team or someone that's in our world, I'll say, who's around them? Who's in their world? And if I can get some answers there, if I can find, and we can find the right people that are around them, then I feel a lot better about that person's situation because I know this, that if there's people around them, good, godly people that are in their world, so you've got to seek out people. It will help you in life. It will help you with your mental health. The next thing we need to do is we need to seek out nature. Didn't think I was going to say that, did you? In the tension and the stress, nature is one of the best ways to refill the tanks of the mind. Getting away is a real thing. You know one of the main reasons people move here? It's because it's beautiful. The nature, it's just beautiful. It's incredible. But, but this, is part, this helps our mental state when we seek out nature. I was, thinking as, I was thinking this week about as a kid, one of our family vacations each year was to go skiing in the mountains. But it did something to, to, to our mental state. And it does something to it. When we're out in nature, something connects, something helps us uh, take the pressure off. Getting outside, doing something helps you take the pressure away from what you're feeling mentally. This is why the screen time thing is, impo- is important because, you know, science is catching up and realizing pretty quickly, but the amount of screen time and the amount of time not spent outside in nature is having an effect on our mental health. So seek out nature. Next one, seek out movement. Now, if you don't feel like doing anything right now, if mentally you feel a little paralyzed right now, can I just encourage you? That's okay. Get some people around you, but don't do nothing. Just do something. And maybe for you today, coming to church was like a big deal. 
just being here today. I just want to say, well done. Good job. You did something. You made there was some movement. But let's keep going and know that our mental state can become better because we've, we've, we've moved. And, you know, just physical movement has an effect on our mental state. And so I just wanted to give us a baseline recommendation when it comes to mental health. Do something outside every day. Okay? Go for a walk. Walk down a trail. Go walk on the beach. Walk the loop in your neighborhood. Just, just jump outside. Uh, get some movement. You know, breathing techniques. You can learn some breathing techniques. You can meditate on verses and scripture. You can join, you can join a gym. Or Kess's Run Club. <laughs> so I love that he just started that. But if your tank is, is feeling depleted, are you doing something? Seek out some movement. The next one, seek out some need. One of the most amazing things about the study of depression and mental illness is some of the ways that science is discovering how when we care for other people when we're in that state, it helps us. Research shows that acts of kindness are linked to increased feelings of well-being. That literally helping others also helps improve ourselves and our self-esteem. Maybe something you could do if you're, you're struggling right now, or you know someone that's struggling, is you could help them maybe get out and help someone else. Because this is actually helping us at the same time. Something else we can do is seek out help. And this is very important to say today in this message is that we want to be an encouraging voice of you getting help if you need help. Don't not get help if you need help. We have a saying that we kind of came up with in the men's ministry of our church, a grill and chill. Grill and chill is this, is if, you need, if you're not okay, that's okay. But it's not okay if you don't tell someone. And if you need help, we want you to speak up. We want you to tell someone. Seek help from a doctor. Seek help from a friend. My only caveat if you go to counseling is I really want you to see a Christian counselor. Allow the help that they give you to come through that biblical lens of hope. In Jesus' name, seek help if there's hereditary issues at play. Seek help if there's chemical issues at play. But seek help to overcome, not just tick a box. You're going to see that counselor because you're going to get well. You're going to see that mentor because they're going to help you get better. You're going to see that pastor because they're going to pray over you and miraculous healing is going to come into your life. Seek out help. But understand you're doing it because you're going to get better. In Jesus' name. So seek God, seek out people, seek out nature, seek out movement, seek out need, seek help. But lastly, seek Jesus. And this is why. Because He knows your pain. You might be in here today and you might be really gripped right now by anxiety. There might be some moments right now in a season you're just like, man, I had a panic attack last week and I tell you, it was the worst thing I've ever been through. Can I just encourage you? Jesus knows how you, how you feel. He knows how you feel. The Bible says that our suffering servant is well acquainted with our grief. And he knows the pain. That's why you can pray to Jesus. That's why you can seek Jesus. The story in Gethsemane is a story of a garden but it's a story of Jesus sorrowful. It says this in Matthew 26, 38. Then he said to them, speaking to the disciples, my soul is very sorrowful even 
to death. He was going through painful struggle, emotional, and I believe mental as well. But this is why we have Jesus, because we can, with our anxious thoughts, go to Him who understands and ask Him to help us and ask Him to come in. As we seek Him out, I believe that He comes and He speaks into our lives. And I want to share this one verse with you. I want to prophesy it into your your life today. This verse has helped me in this area that I've struggled as well. It's Isaiah 26 and verse 3. It says, You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. Here's the truth today. is If you come before the Lord and you say, God, I need you. I believe in Jesus' name. He's going to keep you in perfect peace. And He's going to allow you in that moment, I believe through the power of the Holy Spirit, for your mind to be stayed on Him to be fixed, to be connected, and I believe to be healed in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing like we always do. But I want to pray for us. We're going to sing the names of God, and all these names mean so many things. But I believe that if you're in here today and you're struggling in this area, that as you sing, I believe that God is going to come in. He's going to begin to minister to your heart. He's going to lift things off you. I really get a sense today that God's going to lift anxiety off people. I really have a sense today that God is going to lift people out of the pit of depression. We're going to sing words that say that the government rests on his shoulders, talking about Jesus. He's an everlasting father. He's a prince of peace, but says the government will rest on his shoulders. This is the truth today, but whatever you're facing, God is bigger than it. God is bigger than the depression. God is bigger than the anxiety. God is bigger than the panic. God is bigger than the disorder. And so when we sing, God, you're in control, we're saying, God, you're bigger than this thing. We choose today to put our focus to set our minds on what's above. So with every head bowed in this place, while no one's looking around, if you struggle in any area, when it comes to the mind, any disorder, panic, anxiety. No one's looking around in this moment. I want to pray specifically for things to lift off today. So if that's you, would you be bold enough to lift your hand? Would you be willing right now to look to God, to set your mind on things that are above and to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit today that there's going to be healing in your life? And you might, all you might be able to do today is to offer up a hand that goes up in the air, but I'm believing that's enough. Because God is enough and God is here. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're ushering in healing right now, that you're bringing peace right now. And Father, I prophesy in the name of Jesus into people's lives, the peace of mind that comes, Lord, with people who choose to stay their minds on you. And so God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would lift people out of depression. Father, that you would lift people out of panic attacks. God, I thank you that you're healing minds right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you. 
and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.